never been here before, this is our podcast, Triggered. Welcome. Uh, we talk about all things healing, and we kind of have a wide variety of topics, because we love to talk about everything. We do. And we just love to encourage people to heal and step into their wholeness of who they are. Yeah. So, um, we like we're inviting say, you. Yes. <laughs> we're setting um, some expectations. We have this post on Instagram. Um, we always have it in our bio. These are kind of just our core values um for the podcast so our expectations if you're here um more for us not really for you is that all are welcome show up and be authentic and say whatever the fuck you want indeed um and we want to live true to those so whenever you're listening if you don't feel like we're giving those um that is just not what we want so yeah exactly show Um, up and be you yes (laughs) um welcome to episode two so we got over our uh, episode one, a little bit of nervousness. Yes. Um, I'm feeling much more confident going to this. How are you feeling? We're really happy you're here. Yes. I feel great. I'm excited. You look great, too. Thanks, boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and episode two, um, so if you probably already read it, but if you're reading this, it is time to leave. Um, yes, it is. We wanted to hit, this is an episode we talked about a while before we even started the podcast, um, but this is something really important for us. When we were driving and like dreaming up of what possibilities a podcast could bring and, and subjects, this yeah. one, right when we said it, we knew like this is going to be a big one for us. Yeah, really. And, and we couldn't, we didn't quite know where we were going to go then. No. <laughs> um, but now we have a pretty clear direction, I think. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. Um, we do want to like put some disclaimers out there. Um, this is about our personal stories and our perspectives on things that have happened to us. It's also true to our healing and our truth, and we're just trying to live in our truth and set that expectation for everybody around us. So we don't want to use, obviously, any names or anything that's going um, to affect other people because our intent of this is not to bring up old problems. Or drama. Uh, yeah, or bring yeah. things back into our life. Um, we just really want to talk about more of us right not really about them but more about us <laughs> yeah. and what helped us move forward and how we got through that and how we became a better person and uh, everything we're talking about are things that we didn't realize when we were in those relationships or friendships they were things we realized now that we're healed and whole yeah. um so we're giving you this kind of like the um we're giving you the fruits Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, giving you, we're giving you the good stuff. <laughs> the good um, stuff, not yeah. all the, the mucky stuff no. in the healing process. <laughs> no, yeah, we want to we give you the good part. Um, and we just want to give you some tools and resources. So if you feel like maybe you are in the position we were in, you have a space to really hear yourself yeah. and what your inner being is saying. Yeah, so um, there's a quote that yes. um, we wanted to start off with. And it goes like this. You do not have to be a fire for every mountain blocking you. You could be a water and soft river your way to freedom, too. Oh, I love that. Oh, that um, quote is actually something that I had in my phone from, like, June 4th, 2019. So crazy. Um, which is, like, insane that it was almost two years ago. Um, yeah. And that's when I wanted to leave (laughs) yeah and um it just really that quote really hits home and I hope that everybody can take a second to really understand what it means yeah I love I love when I um even just like post things to my stories 
and it comes up in your memory and it's like years later but it's always on a relevant day totally and you're like oh my god totally girl 10 years ago <laughs> I felt that I felt way that then way. <laughs> or like on my Facebook because I had a Facebook from the time I was in like 6th grade yeah so like some shit will pull up from when I was like 11 I was like what the fuck Stephanie what happened girl, to your 11 year old 11 year old Steph was on like, it like she had her shit together mm-hmm. that girl was preaching um, but I, just, I love that. I'm <laughs> nostalgic. I know. Um, so good. Yes. Um, so we have a couple of little like checklists we're going to read off of. Um, one of them is green lights for relationships. Um, so obviously the opposite of that would be a red light. Yeah. And then <laughs> um, some signs of abuse and a manipula- ugh, manipulation. Yep. So um, we'll, we'll put more access and stuff on our Instagram. Um, because yeah. we can only talk about so much and there's a wide variety of manipulation. And if we, yeah, and if we read through all of the abuses and manipulation tactics, um, a lot of it would have to come with an explanation. Yeah. And so we didn't feel like this episode of the podcast was necessarily the space for us to go into everything. To go in depth with that checklist. We're more so going to talk about um, like three things on that checklist that really resonate with us mm-hmm. and um, have helped in our growth, have been part of um, relationships, yeah. both romantically and friendship relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Steph is going to read um, relationship green lights, green lights yes. which we both have posted in our rooms. Um, as just really awesome really reminders, mm-hmm. um, we really value it, and especially when you find when you find yourself in new relationships or even yeah. friendships or things, and you start to look at this list, it's really powerful. So eye opening, and it's so eye opening. Yes, in- Lou sent it to me, and instantly after she sent it to me, I retyped it in a font that was cuter, um, of course. and posted it <laughs> on the wall. Literally me. Um, I posted it on my wall and gave her a copy too. Cause it's yeah. like, this is something I need to see every day. Um, I forgot I sent that. That's funny. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was like, wow. She didn't, she, I mean, intuitively you knew how much I needed to hear it. Yeah, you just didn't know funny. how much I needed to hear it. Um, but yeah. All right. So relationship green lights. Um, so there's about, I think there's like 10 points here. Um, first one being they apologized when they are wrong. So they do something that they're not supposed to do. Um, even if it's not in the moment, yeah. a sincere apology comes with no expectations in return. Yep. Their words and behaviors align. Huge. <laughs> and for me, that really goes into like making promises like, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this. But did you follow through with that? Or when you're saying these are your dreams and your goals, are you actually acting on those and working towards that? Or are you just always speaking about goals but never doing anything to pursue them in short actions speak louder than words completely (laughs) live by that yeah um they encourage your connection with others friends and family that is huge huge people who try to pull you away from your friends and your family um those are not people in your circle now maybe your friends and family are toxic um but even someone who's wholesome them their self if they see you surround around those kind of people they would reinforce positive things about you and not put you down about the people around you they wouldn't say oh you suck or you know like oh this is you always let people walk over you blah 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 they'd say you know i admire how much you like to help people and really help ground you and feel confident in the person you are um 
they speak about their ex-partners with respect. And that is hard. It's a very difficult thing to do, but um, yeah, knowing, having them speak about their ex with respect, I think shows that they've moved forward and they're wholesome without that person. They communicate clearly and honestly. Honesty is one of Leo's core values. So is respectful communication. <laughs> Essentially, that whole line is exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, they set honor and respect boundaries. Um, I think setting, like them setting ones for you, is very important. And can I just say, oh, once you're healed, a man that sets boundaries, oh, it's so yes. sexy. <laughs> like, like I'm not gonna drop A, B, and C for you. Yeah. Like and I already have shit going on. Sorry. Yep. And, and that's like, okay. Wow. Yeah. Like, ooh, wow. Like you're, like you really value your time with yeah. yourself. Yeah, and you know what you want, and you've made commitments, and you're yes. not willing to Just sacrifice drop them. on those. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Which is very, I totally. They show up authentically, and offer you space to do the same. That's huge. Authenticity is one of my core values. See, that's big for us. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's actually that's one of your core values too. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, they are intentional about resolving conflict. So those, I've had this experience where there are certain friends, um, even relationships that I would talk in, and we could talk and talk and talk, but it did not feel resolved. Like, we'd both say everything was good, but you could still feel that underlying, like, ooh. And so I think whenever you really are intentful with resolving conflict, you feel better after the conversation. For sure. Like, when me and you have a problem. Yeah. We just talk about it. and our problems aren't even like real problems, they're like moments. No. But they're but they're things that in order to grow and nourish a relationship, they should be talked about. Yes. Because it brings understanding to the other person. Like yeah. I might not know that something bothered you. Totally. Right? And so when you bring it to my attention, moving forward, I can be there to better support and love you. Yeah. It's true. It's, it helps you understand me, which yeah. ultimately is just Shows how I feel about myself. Yeah. And you're setting a boundary with mm-hmm. me of like, hey, I don't really want to be treated that way. Right. And do you hate me for that? Hell no. See? I love you more for it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know I love you too. <laughs> um, they are actively working on growth and healing. That's just very attractive to both of us and a partner. So attractive. Partners, friends, anybody. Literally. Any relationship. We're just all about doing the best for them they share compatible goals for the relationship so some people might have expectations of materialistic things for a relationship like oh we have to do this this and this together and some people have goals of like i want to reach this level of connection with you also on a side note i really feel like i should say this can you read that one more time they share compare wait they share compatible goals for the relationship we've had i've had a conversation several times in the last week about like defining relationships both romantically and friendship relationships Mm -hmm. and it is never too soon to ask somebody like what is the end goal yes what do you want from this yes because ultimately if that person if their response is not what you were looking for then you know sooner rather than later, like, okay, this isn't for me. Yeah. Like, this is not the person for me. This is not the relationship for me. This is not someone who's going to foster the things that I want and need from life. And so it just helps you 
get to your ultimate goals in life faster by having conversations that you might think are hard or difficult. Yes. Lou literally helped me with this like a couple weeks ago. (laughs) And, but it's true. Um, especially because like I'm back into the dating world again. Um, I took some time off for myself and I really appreciate that only because I had to ask myself, am I molding myself to help this person like me or am I really trying to attract the person that's right for me because if you're really trying to attract the person that's right for you there's no pressure no because they're gonna come to you or they'll Um, tell you things like it's okay we don't have to rush we have the rest of our lives literally you're like oh huh okay okay cool (laughs) god I really appreciate people who don't rush who are just really just like themselves and like just like and if you feel like if you're both feeling like you should keep like move faster in a relationship okay then you go that way yeah. like it's when you're both on the same page for sure uh and they make you feel seen heard and appreciated and i know that's something i can even work on because um, sometimes i either like overdish or underdish compliments and learning when's the space for that for uh, sure. that's something i'm really working on actually more so in relationships yeah because i seem to attract people who are words of affirmation people mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm not like words of affirmation doesn't really do it for me mm-hmm. and so learning how to give that more um, it's been really fruitful so yeah. I'm gonna keep working towards that it's so true sometimes people just need to hear something yeah I show love a lot with gifts but I don't receive it that way so like <laughs> make that make sense that's no, true but yeah well cause really cool. for you gift giving it's intentful. Well, it's super intentful, and it's coming from a place of pure, like, I want to give, I want to make this person feel yeah. special and cared for. Yeah. And there's no expectation. No. You're not expecting anything in return. It's always like, I'm just thinking of them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they'd probably like this. Which, and like, then... that just totally gave me, it literally gave me chills, because that's, like, the most special that I feel is when somebody like brings you something even super small like your favorite chocolate bar (laughs) seriously word i'll love you forever Um, but like or like my students last year used to bring me black licorice all the time because i love black licorice and it's like just those small like Mm -hmm. i thought about you I was at the gas station and I yeah, thought, I thought about Parsons you enough <laughs> yeah, to like bring it to you yeah. and I knew it would make you happy. And yeah. it's just those kinds of things that just, they just warm your freaking heart. Yeah. Really, um, and those are the kind of relationships that you should want to be in. Yeah. And you should foster those, right? Completely. Yeah. So those are all, if any, during that, if anything triggered you, like my partner doesn't do this, 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 right? We don't have an all or nothing mindset here. So we don't think that they have to be perfect at all of these but you have to ask yourself, on what level are you giving and receiving in this relationship? For sure. And is that what you want? Yeah. And really in any relationship you enter into, romantically or friendship, if things bother you, you should be able to ask yourself, okay, <laughs> will I be able to deal with this for the rest yeah, of my life? Literally. Yeah. If that's what you're, if you're looking for a lifelong partner, yeah. then those are the things you should ask. Yeah. You have to ask yourself hard questions. Yeah. And can I just say... It's okay to end a relationship if there's nothing technically wrong. Yes. Because I think we keep ourselves in relationships for either comfortable. hope or comfortability. Yeah. But it's okay to leave if it's not right for you. Because if it's not right for you, even though the other person might not show it, then it's not right for them either. Even in one of my my very favorite 
He's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Mark Rose. <laughs> <laughs> we already know this. Oh my god. Um, her other boyfriend. But he... <laughs> um, he talked about how, like, wedding vows, right? Like, does it really, when you say till death do us part, mm-hmm. is that genuinely meaning, like, your physical death? Yeah. Or is that meaning, like, if you've grown and your partner is not, or they're going in a different direction, like, is it just the death of, like, the love that you guys shared? Yeah. Or the life, you know, that you had together? Yeah. And so it kind of makes you reevaluate. Like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Nope. Like, like Steph said, there doesn't necessarily have to be, like, trauma or abuse or cheating or lying. Like, for you to realize, like, this is not what I want. Right. Or, like, if you sit there and you picture, like, the very highest version of yourself. Yes. And the person who would love that version of you. Mm-hmm. If that's not the person that you're with, then that's not the person for you. Then that's not your person. And maybe like it's right. time for you to evaluate like, is this time for me to leave? Yeah. Do I need to move on from this? Yes. And this could be in relationships, this could be in friendships. Yes. Sometimes you have to take a step to reevaluate, oh, this person, you know, you your tribe is your vibe. So if those people aren't putting forth what you really respect and value or show a true reflection of yourself then is that the person for you yeah it's like that quote that's like you know you you are a reflection of like the five closest people to you yeah and it's like if the people that you're around you don't like yeah it's like then maybe you need to evaluate how you feel about you yeah because if you really loved yourself you wouldn't put yourself in those positions no and i'm not talking shit no because we've all we have all we'll been. That. Well, just because yeah. someone's not meant to be my friend or in my relationship doesn't mean they're not meant for anybody. Yeah. It's literally just like from like, if you look at a worldwide view of the 4 billion people or how, whatever the number is now, yeah. I'm sure it's growing. Look over and say, okay, well, this person and this person don't match, but you can see all the way across the world, the person that has their energy, their vibe, everything about them is over there. Well, and everybody that you meet, right, and every relationship that you have and friendship that you have you learn from it. Yes. And so it's not necessarily, it's not even that you guys aren't right for each other. It's just that you might not be, you might not be, or they might not be capable of receiving the kind of love that you're giving. Yes. Yet. Right? Right. Like, it's just, it takes some people longer than others to go through their healing, to go through their yes. traumas. And it's like, oftentimes we try to jump into new relationships or jump into new friendships to help our healing process yes but of course that's oftentimes doesn't work yeah (laughs) just adds another layer of healing or trauma that you have to go through yes and i for anybody who has a kid and is in this point with their relationship just know like your kid's gonna be the most happy when they see you as your most fullest wholesome self yeah and you happy because I heard people say, like, oh, well, I'm staying for the kids. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, what kind of example? Like, you're teaching your kids to just settle. You're teaching them (laughs) to let people treat you like shit. Yeah. And you don't deserve that. And they don't deserve that. No. And because you are continuing your family trauma by doing that. Because you're you're literally teaching your children 
like the type of love that they should accept, yes. how they should give love, um, the kind of partner they should have. Like they're watching you even if you don't realize it. When are you going to start choosing people who choose you? And in order to do that, you have to choose you Yep. first. Yep. <laughs> because if, let's say your significant other is there and all of a sudden some bombshell walks in, who do you think they're going to leave with? And if you don't think you're the one they'd want to leave with, wholeheartedly there's whether, something wrong whether you're your worst or your best then there's something wrong a thousand percent mm -hmm. you should never feel insecure or unsure yeah in any kind of relationship that you have absolutely and if you do have those feelings then you should be comfortable enough to ask hard questions to uncover like what is this about yeah. and have healthy communication it's true and around if, that if you are the toxic one right because we've all been there we've all been if you We've are the toxic, toxic one, then it's never too late to start healing. No. So you if you are, shit start first. right now. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, start right now. But also know that you need to let people go too. Because yeah. you being toxic and keeping them in and making them make that decision, that is not fair for them either. No. Because they're not choosing their self because they're choosing you. Yeah. And you shouldn't for do sure. that. Yeah. And everyone just self-sabotaging and that leads to nothing. And then it's just a hot ass mess. We don't do that. We don't do that. We don't, we don't do that right now. <laughs> Hopefully not right We now. don't do that anymore. Right. Yes. We've, we've grown. We've grown we've fuller grown. than that. Totally. Um, so now we'll kind of get into the signs of abuse and manipulation. Um, we both have three things that we want to touch on and maybe we'll hear a little bit from both of our sides um, on those things. Um, so would you like to start? Would you like me to start? Go for it. I'll start. <laughs> so this is actually a list that was um, shared with me from uh, my therapist and super hit home for me. Um, and so the first one that I want to talk about is nitpicking and moving the goalpost. Um, this is someone who is perpetually dissatisfied with you. Mm -hmm. um, you do what they ask, but they still are not satisfied after, and then they keep expecting more. Mm -hmm. um, this really resonates with me in not only like my previous relationship, but also like growing up some relationships that I had. Yes. Um, and I think that that's, again, why I ended up in the relationship that I did before. Yeah. Um, was because oftentimes it's comfortable. You do what you know. Yes. And it's comfortable. And it's almost like you convince yourself that like, oh, well, I already know the pain that this brings. And like, I know what to expect. <laughs> So if I choose it again. Yeah, and so if I choose it again, like, I already know what the outcome is going to be. Right. And I've already experienced that hurt, so, like, it's not going to hurt too much. It's, and, that's a super fucked right. up way of thinking. I'm not saying think like that. Don't no. think like that. Well, but maybe they'll change. Well, but that's, yeah. Right? That's oh my God. My, well, maybe they'll change. Oh. Or, like, there's fleeting moments where they're super great or things are right. Right. Um. But I think this, that's one of the hardest ones, right? Because it's, you're, you're working so hard. Yes. 
to earn someone's love. Yes. When love is never, like, you shouldn't have to earn love from anybody. No. Like, you should love yourself. You should give love freely. And if people want to love you back, like, that's fucking awesome. And if they don't, like we talked about, that's not your person. But when somebody is constantly moving the goalpost, like, if you help me get a car, then you'll get a ring. If, and then, and then you do that. And then if you help me to get this job and you fill out all the paperwork for me, then you'll get a ring. And so you do all the work and then... You just keep expecting There's the ring. more things just get, get piled on top of you. never comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but the nitpicking increases. The goalpost keeps moving. Yes. And... They're just dissatisfied with you, which then leads to you becoming dissatisfied with yourself because you were like, well, what's wrong with me that I don't feel like I'm like I'm trying so hard, right. but I'm still not worthy of this outcome. Right. Yeah. And we can do that to ourselves too. Totally. Like, oh, well, if they do this, then I'll be able to do this with them. Exactly. Oh, if they do this, I don't know, if they stop smoking, oh, well, then I can commit to marrying this person, right? Yeah. Even if it's a habit, whatever, an action, anything, just like reevaluate how you're doing that into your own relationships. Because I like even hearing you talk about, I'm like, oh, I've d- totally done that in friendships unintentionally. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't aware of myself at that time. For sure. But now I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. now that I'm aware of it, I'll be more thoughtful when I want something and understand when I don't get it. And I'm super grace, like gracious, like you're showing yourself a lot of grace. Because when you're growing, you have to show yourself grace. Yes. So true. You can't sit there and beat yourself up. No. You're like, not you have to love yourself through your healing process, even yes. when it's ugly. Like, yes. you have to still love you. Completely. Um, do you want to go next or do you want me to keep going? Um, how do you feel? Do you feel like you're on a hot streak? I feel like I want to keep going, I think. Keep going. I like okay. it. Okay. I, I think you feel inspired right now, and I'm here for that, so. I love it. Let's keep it going. Girl, so supportive. My main bitch. Well, I just adore the shit out of you. <laughs> Same, girl. Okay. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about is love bombing. Oh, yes. I like this one. This is, it's a form of hovering. So it's like when someone just like, they're, they're sticking around, they're doing all this stuff. Um, sweet talking, begging for forgiveness. Yes. Promising to change. Yes. Gifts. Flowers, yes. poems, right? All that. Yes. And it always comes at a time after you're upset or after a fight or when they've been abusive or... Yes. It's, it's never genuine. It's always a form of manipulation. And I know that this one probably hurts right now for some people listening because... You might be in a relationship, romantically, or a friendship, that you're like, holy shit. They always do that. They always do that. Like, they hit me, and then the next day they bring me flowers and my favorite candy. Yeah. Or they cheated on me and lied to me again, but then they took me out to my favorite restaurant and spoiled me and took me shopping. Yeah. It's just like, 
I know that this is hard to hear because I know this probably resonates with a lot of people. I think it's a very common practice. Um, it's super common, and it's called love bombing, people. It's a love thing. Love bombing, yes. And it is a very big tactic to manipulate yes. you. Yes, it's true. And this one, I think, is one of the hardest ones because for a lot of us, right, when we, when somebody that we care about... Because if you're in a relationship with anybody, you care about them. Right. Regardless of the things that they've done to you or said to you, right? You care. You love. You have love for them. And it's really hard to wrap your head around the idea because you want love so bad. Yeah. And you want to be chosen. Yeah. And you want someone that shows up for you. So then you convince yourself. Right. Oh, they're showing up for me because I wanted flowers and they brought me flowers. Yep. And it's like, but they only did that because you found a message in their phone last night. Or yeah. or because they lied to you about where they were. You know? It's, and so, it's a release of guilt for them. It is. It's like buying buying um, time. It's, bu- it's yeah. buying back some of that guilt they feel. Yes. Because, oh, well, I did something nice. so. And it buys them more even. time in their relationship. Yep. Because when you're, you're really super pissed up. off or upset... And you're like, it's over. And then they do this huge grand gesture. You're like, oh, well, they do care. It's so important to just be honest. It's so important to be honest. Honest with yourself first. But, yeah, you know, I felt that with um, a friend of mine. And it was like, we had this kind of like a big blowout. And we talked and talked and talked. And just like I said before, we would talk and it would never feel resolved. And then when they'd give me gifts, like, it felt like I didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, but something feels wrong here. Like, why Why am I getting this? And they would buy me things, um, again, with intentful gifting. Things that were shit. Things yeah. I didn't want. Like, little trinkety shit and junk and, you're and like, stuff. like, if you knew me... You would know this is the kind of stuff yeah, I wouldn't I don't even... want that. <laughs> yeah. And it's not to say I don't... You know, I don't. I don't appreciate the gift. Because it wasn't a gift for me. It was a gift to make them feel better. Exactly. And I'm graceful, and I'll accept that gift, but had I done that now, I'd be like, you know, honestly, I don't feel like I'm deserving of this right now. For sure. And we're not going to go into depth about, like, the like the conversations that Steph said that, like, you know when you have the same conversation over and over and over again, and yes. it doesn't get resolved? That is a form of manipulation and abuse, yes. and it is called exhausting, nonsensical conversations. Yes. Where it just, it's like a freaking, it feels like a merry-go-round. Where it's The just, same shit, over. It's the same They're going to get that job. Are they going to get that over job? Over and over and over yes. again. Like every three days you're having it and it never gets resolved. Yes. Um, the last one I'm going to talk about is destructive conditioning. Ugh. This one hurts. This one's heavy. <laughs> this this one like it hurts. Like actually, when I just like read that, it like made my heart kind of like. I was gonna like, say my chest is hurting right yeah, now. It kinda yeah, it kind of made it totally did that for me too. Um, yeah. It just makes you drop a little bit. It does because this one is where the other person is conditioning you to associate your strengths, your talents, yeah. and your happy memories with frustration, disrespect, and oftentimes abuse. Yeah. Um, the other person can do this by sneaking in covert or overt put downs about qualities and traits that 
they once might have even idealized about you. What a uh, what is covert dash overt? Um, so covert is like when you are like undercover about it. Okay. A covert operation. And then overt is one like just flat out. Got there's it. no hiding it. Like you suck. <laughs> like okay, you it. know what I so mean. So covert's like secretly kind of doing it. Overt's like just openly being that way to you. For sure. Got it. Okay. Um. And so they can do this. Um, about qualities and traits that they once completely loved about you. Wow. They also will sabotage your goals. Yes. And ruin celebrations for you. Like in my healing work that I did, a lot of mine has come from focusing on myself and my health. Yes. And for me, that has been like a pretty major weight loss. Yeah. Um... In my previous relationship, I I did lose a lot of weight. I was going to say, Lou, you lost a lot I lost a of lot weight. of weight in that relationship. And like a healthy amount of time, too. Like yeah, you really spent it, time it changing like your lifestyle. It took a couple years. Yeah. It was a couple years that it happened. Really building good habits. Um, but every time that I would like start to get in a really good flow and I would look really good, all of a sudden, he would be like, well, we should go out and eat. Or we should go, we should start drinking yes. again. Yes. Um, we, and it was totally like manipulative of me because I was wanting what, the best thing for myself, but it was right. like. He was fearful that you were growing and he wasn't. Yeah. I was you were getting like, hotter and sexier. And that I was, yeah, I was getting attention from people yes. and people were starting to notice. And then all and of a sudden it was like, well. You know, they need to assert control in some way. Yeah. And so the destructive conditioning really set in. Or yeah. even when someone tells you, like, you're so beautiful. Right. And then the next day, like, you'd be really beautiful if you lost, like, 10 more pounds. Or, you know? Or... Take me as or, I am or bye. Or when they're like, oh, I love how much you care about yourself. Right. Um, but, like, you, sh- you don't need to work out all the time. And then when you're in a shitty mood, they're like, you know what your problem is? You need to start going to the gym again. And they're like, so which is it? And then really it just makes you, ultimately you just feel like shit about yourself. Yeah. And, and it does end up like, it's the most, I don't know, it's so disrespectful. And it's so um, hard. Because I had a lot of celebrations that were ruined because of stuff like that. You accomplished all these amazing things. The one person you're so excited to share it with. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you don't see me for me. Exactly. And it, I just remember I, I used to say all the time, I used to think it like everybody in my life values me and loves me so much except for you yeah it was like what am i and i'm choosing you yeah and i i'm choosing you i actively like like i i actively chose you yeah and i wanted to give you all of this love and stuff but then the second that i was like no i need to give myself love i need to choose me my perspective on everything changed right and then especially once i went through this 
pretty extensive checklist, which we will put in uh, the bio. Yeah, we'll, we'll type it out we'll, for you we'll guys. We'll type it out and we'll link it for you guys. Um, yeah. Every single, every single thing on that list was in my previous relationship. Yeah. It's very validating when you realize that. Yeah. Okay. So that you're like, I knew this, this was wrong. right. Yeah. Like yeah. I knew this was wrong. Yeah. I knew what I was feeling was right. Yeah. But when you have somebody that's gaslighting and telling you that that didn't happen or you're yeah. crazy or that's not really how it went. Right. You, you hear it enough times and you start to believe it. Yeah. And when you can't share your successes with your partner, it's different if it's a relationship that's not a life partner, right? If it's like a parent or something like my parents my mom's like way more cool about tattoos my dad is not into tattoos at all and so when i gave myself a dope ass big ass tattoo on my whole thigh like shit's sick okay it's probably the it best is. tattoo i've done on myself it's beautiful and i'm obsessed with it i love the way it looks um and i'm super proud of myself because i sat through three hours and let alone i gave myself a fucking tattoo i mean i'm a tattoo artist and i've given myself multiple tattoos but like it's a dope thing to do it's badass and, i can't do that <laughs> Well, I could, but it wouldn't look like that. Could, but <laughs> <laughs> I could it's do the it. Stuff's right here. Yeah, right? <laughs> it for sure wouldn't look like that though. Um, and I showed my dad, and he was like, "You know, that's permanent, right?" And I was like, "Okay, so when I need validation, or when I'm just like excited about something and want to share success about body art, not that's a boundary, you. not dad, right? <laughs> I can show so many, th- all, not all nothing. I can share so many other things with yes. him, like I made this business goal." Or I did this, 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 and he'll be over the moon super supportive. But when it comes to things that he doesn't value, like body art, he doesn't see as something necessary or valuable, Mm -hmm. then like, okay, that's a boundary with him. We're not going to talk about that because I want to have a relationship with my dad. I want to have a good, kind, supportive energy in our relationship, friendship, whatever. Um, So yeah. But you learn who you can and can't go to. Exactly. (laughs) And if it's in a life partner or a close friend, you really have to reevaluate what order do I have these people in? Because a life partner, that person has to be sexually your partner, but also physically your friend. Well, and that person that should be able to tell you things like, I don't, like, you don't have to agree on everything. No. But you should be able to have a conversation God, no. of don't. like, um, I don't really like believe that way or I don't really think that way, but I support you 150%. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what a person... That's the kind of relationship that you should yeah. strive for in as any capacity. As long as their beliefs or their actions don't affect your core values, right? Because if they do, then you were not made for each other. Yeah. But you know that's not for you, right? But if it, like, even if it's like a spiritual thing, and it's like, oh, well, I see this this way. Okay, does that affect your core values? If it doesn't, that's awesome. Stay with them; they're good for you. If it does, then I need to reconsider this. For sure. Not all or nothing. Nope. Not um, all or nothing. Right now, Steph's gonna take it good, away. Some good content. <laughs> <laughs> I might need you to read the definitions for me. Oh yeah, I got like you. technical definitions. I got um, you. Just because I don't have them on here. Um, so this one's gonna be about alternating between idealizing and devaluing you. We're pulling it up right now. <laughs> Sorry, delay. We love you guys. <laughs> so happy you're here with us. Can you say that one more time? Yes. Uh, Alternating between idealizing and devaluing you. Yeah, so this is when somebody, kind of like what I was just talking about a little bit, um, but essentially 
when somebody is like, you are so great. You're so amazing. I love, like, I love your tattoos that you do. Mm-hmm. But then later on, when they're pissed off at you or they don't like how you're being, they spin it around mm-hmm. to make you feel like you're not worth anything. Yes. Okay, so for me, right, as we've made very clear, um, I experience a lot more, um, I guess, trauma uh, in friendships, right? And for me, um, I've had multiple friends do this over the years, um, but more so recently, I've had someone, um, and a lot of times it would be doing like with tattoos, where one day it's like, oh my god, that actually looks good. It's like, Girl, that's that a backhanded compliment. Is not a funny compliment. <laughs> But thank you. You actually look really pretty today. Right. Wow. And like, when no, I when no I wasn't thanks. like over the moon, like, oh, thank you so much for saying that, then they would get into like a funk and act some kind of way and be like, oh, well, you were just in a mood today, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't spin that around on me. And now that I'm not accepting your compliment, now you're upset and I'm the, pro- I'm the problem and I'm doing everything wrong. Um, it's even happened to me, you know, with family as it does, but it's like one minute Oh my god, I'm so proud of you. How long have we talked about um, with your weight loss? Yeah. I'm so proud of you for accomplishing this. And the next minute it's like, well, you didn't do the dishes. <laughs> and I really wanted the dishes done. Or like, oh, you would be so much... If you just like lost your, a little bit of weight, you'd be so pretty. E- literally. And you're like, hmm. You're like, okay, so... <laughs> so that didn't make me right. feel good. So like, am I beautiful or am I not? What or you- a compliment that I used to get when I was heavy growing up all the time from people all the time you have such a beautiful face (laughs) and you're like uh cool what about the fucking rest of me like why don't you say i'm beautiful yeah like you're beautiful people that shows you how society and everybody views people right right you have such a beautiful face like like you said why wouldn't you just say like you're so beautiful you're really beautiful because they want to acknowledge to you that they that don't have like beauty, the way you look. That you have beauty. Yes. But the rest, eh, you could work Literally. with that. <laughs> right. They want, they want because it's their own insecurity. They're deflecting their own security onto you to make you feel like, because outwardly they're complimenting you, but internally they're not. But it does is that what you talked about, it idealizes you and it devalues yes. you. All at once. Yeah. Love that for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one is triangulation. Um, this one, so I, fun fact about me, I hate being ganged up on. Um, it's something that really triggers me, and so... I learned that earlier. She learned that today, which is okay. (laughs) Which is okay. Um, any of my close circle, for the most part, they will know about it because we've had a situation where I've been ganged up on, and we just have to talk about it. I don't get, like, upset. Um, I don't... I'm not aggressive, like, in any ways. I'm a very, like, soft, calm person, and so whenever I feel upset, I just get completely quiet. And that's for any future friends. Silent. Like, and everybody knows. Like, I'm just silent. Like, I'm just... Because I have to process how... Because, you know, like, something triggering you, it's not only an emotional response, it's a physical response. Totally. Like, whatever's going on with my brain is now, like, my whole body can't function for a minute. And I need a couple minutes. Like, you know me. I I bounce back really quick. I just need a minute to process it or remove myself from the situation. And when you are triggered, which I think we talked about this last time, too, it is such an invitation for growth. Yes. From you and from the other person that you're having the conversation with. Yeah, it helps both sides. 
And it um, feels good to have someone authentically bring something up to you. Totally. It feels so good. Um, triangulation, really quickly, the definition yes. is bringing in another person's perspective or opinion to discredit you yep. or like setting up a love triangle. Yep. So either like, oh. well, I talked to my mom and she totally agrees with me. Yep. Right? Or like talking about your friend while you're in a relationship with somebody and you're talking about, well, I talked to my friend and they said this. Yes. Um, this happened to me also um, with a friend and I was tattooing a different friend um, and that friend, right, they're getting a very painful spot for a tattoo. Um, I just gave myself a tattoo in the same spot. So trust me when I tell you, I know that bitch hurts. Um, I also use finer needles and finer needles hurt a lot more than thicker needles. I don't know the science behind it. If one of y'all want to look it up, by all means, go nuts. Um, but I used to do it. with like the surface area that it yeah, because it's because it's it's like taking um, the something. The just came out. No, literally, <laughs> it's it's like taking like a really big knife, and you know, like if you cut yourself with a knife versus cutting yourself with a paper cut, a paper cut stings. A knife cut, it just it it like it's so traumatizing your body, like you can't really feel it as much. Obviously, it hurts after. Um, but a paper cut, like, the second you start doing it, it's like, oh my god, that fucking hurt. Um, it's the same thing with tattoos, right? Because it's literally you're slicing the skin. And so, wow, that's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> I never think about it when I'm doing okay, it. Um, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know this person was going through a lot. And then they were just, like, joking. It's my friend I'm tattooing, so they're joking around, like, oh my god, like, I'm gonna murder you when you're sleeping, blah, blah, blah. And this other person looks at me and says... Well, you have a heavy hand, like I get it. Anybody who's been tattooed by me knows I don't have a heavy hand. I don't even need to explain it. Um, but I gave that person um, the technical definition of what like what a heavy hand is because what they were describing was not at all. I could be a little rougher with friends, totally, right? Because I expect them to take it differently. I've also worked on that because I'm like, yeah. you know what, they're still a client. Yeah. Um, but I could be a little rougher with friends. Um, but in this circumstance, that was definitely not the case. And this person, I was, and I, so I gave him the definition, and then they come back with, well, me and my mom talked about it, and we both feel the same way. Okay, but we are two people having a conversation between us. Your mom's not here, and your mom's never told me that. And I don't appreciate you trying to bring her in to make you feel so supported, because in our conversation, you realized I was right, and what you said was not appropriate, and it was wrong, and you don't know how to just sit with that. Be like, you know what, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That's it. Yeah. And do you think I would have been upset over that? Absolutely not. I'm like, dude, I get it. Like, I, like you know, like, it's painful. But coming from a person, this is my profession. Do I think I know everything? Absolutely not. Well, there's always room to grow. Right. I'm always learning and I'm always growing and there's always new things in the tattoo industry that we learn about. But there's certain things, like, I do know about. And to have <laughs> someone who's never, I mean, they've gotten, you know, a handful of tattoos, but never tattooed someone else, they have no idea. And I know this is probably sitting with a lot of people like, damn, that's totally happened to me. Right. Or this person. Where I was talking or I was doing something. Right. And the other person is trying to discredit me. Right. And you're like, but that's that's not who I am. Right. I know who I am. I don't do those things. Yes. And then they bring somebody else in it to try to back up their point. Right. And I think when they looked at me, there was things where they thought like, oh, that didn't look good. And instead of them just saying nothing... Or being like, that wasn't my favorite, whatever. Um, a supportive friend, friend probably would just say nothing. It's like, good job, I'm proud of you. Yeah, option right? two. Say nothing, uh, just or say I'm nothing. proud of you. Or I'm proud of you, right? <laughs> but instead of just internalizing that 
like that comment, um, they would, I had this overlying energy where they were trying to make me say it myself. Like, I don't know if you, are you catching what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they were trying to, like, push me to, like, point out my flaws well, without actually doing it. was, like, a covert and thing. And more so, trying to manipulate you to get you yes. to agree or see their side. Yes. Completely. Yeah. That's, it's like, yeah. And I wouldn't do it. And so it would trigger the shit out of them. Because I would still be very confident. It could be the worst tattoo I ever did, and I'd still be like, fuck yeah, I did that. Yeah. But people who are insecure, they can't see someone do that and be like, oh my god, good job. Well, because people who are insecure need a lot of external validation. Right. Well, how many, like, big girls for loving their body get the most shit? For real. Like, how could they love themselves because they're a thick girl? That's all social media. Look at, look at Lizzo. Look at her on all of her social media. And you look at the hate comments and you're like, what the fuck? Like, she's living in her truth. She's loving herself. Who gives a fuck? You don't know what's going on inside of her body. It's so true. And... I just really feel like the ultimate goal in life for everybody should be to love the shit out of yourself. Yes. And so it's like, to me, that is the definition of success. If you love yourself, and I don't get why anybody would try to discourage that. Right. (laughs) Like, you love yourself and you're so confident, but I don't really like that about you. Because And you should change that. They're (laughs) so comfortable with you. That they don't want to lose you, but they can feel you outgrowing that relationship. Yep. Because if you're standing in your most wholesome, best self, and they can't keep that up, then they're going to try to keep you down lower because they're comfortable and they don't want to take a new avenue. Well, and when you take up a lot of space, you you realize really quickly the people that can hold that and yep. the people that can't. Yep. Completely. Yeah. Um, my last one is behazing. Be- <laughs> I guess that too. It's a new um, one. <laughs> that's a word I invented myself. Um, behaving as if they are emotionally fragile or a victim so that you feel sorry for them. Or so that you tiptoe around them so that they won't get upset. Yep. Um, and I've... I definitely have attracted those kind of human beings into my life. Um, I don't want to give too specific examples, um, just because I don't, I don't want to invite that person back into my life. Mm-hmm. And there's a good chance I might be listening to this, um, but I do want to make it clear that if you're going through something, um, even like with suicide, um, a separate person I've had text me like, hey, I'm feeling really down on myself, um, and it was basically like... <laughs> Without actually giving um, the full story, basically, they were trying to get me back into their life, and when I was very reluctant to keep responding to them, then they were trying to bring up suicide to me. Basically, like, hinting that they were going to kill themselves. And, I mean, I I don't know anybody who hasn't been in those shoes before. Um, Even if they haven't attempted suicides, just having suicidal thoughts. Yeah, if you're really real with yourself... I think everybody's had those thoughts. Completely. You've been in a dark place. Yep. Um, and if you truly can say that you haven't, like, then that's really awesome. Right. Good but, for you. Yeah. But I, I think it's a very relatable thing. Yeah, um, totally. I think it's publicized as an unrelatable thing, but it's not. It's, it's I, I feel like everything publicized as unrelatable is, like, the most relatable shit. Seriously. It's just the shit that people don't admit to themselves or admit yeah. to other people. Um, but this person reached out and sent me this whole long thing, and on my end, I think what really worked for me was like, you know what, I'm sorry you're going through that, 
and you know I think you're a good person and I really hope that you're able to work that out um I said like what really helps me is when I go on a car ride or I listen to music um or hang out with my crystals whatever um but the things I tried to do with them was one validate that like I hear them two suggestively like talk about what helps me and not give them advice on what's going to help them because telling them what's going to help them, probably it won't help them. Because I don't know. I don't know what works for you. I only know what works for me. And so by talking about what helped me, I think it inspired that person to look more into themselves. Because had I given them advice on what to do, then I'm teaching them to latch on to me for advice. And not to look within themselves for what they need to heal. Well, and that reminded me of this quote that I saw the other day. I love quotes. That said, it is not your job to convert people to your way of thinking. Right. It is your job to speak your truth so that others may find theirs. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I that thought hit. of that when we were talking. I was like, I have to share that. It's so true, though. My, my only intention with my friends or my family is that they find their own voice. It's but It's happened a lot where... People will come in my life and they start like mimicking my behavior and trying to be like me. Because when you're really wholesome yourself, people are more naturally attracted to you and they're trying to be like you because they like how you are to yourself. Yes. But if they would just take a step back and look, okay, but let me look within me. Mm-hmm. Let me stop trying to spend all my time with this person to get what they have so I can take it from them, yeah. right? Or take some for myself. Let me see how I can do it on my own. Because it's so true. When people are, like, attracted to you, mm-hmm. they totally, like, try to take on things. Yeah. Um, I had a very toxic friendship. Oh, look quite at this. a few Roll years. reversing. I like this. <laughs> quite a few years back, I know. Hey, yo, look at me. Hey, yo. Um, that she literally would, like, I took this graduation picture. Yeah. And she literally, like, two months later, took, like, a super similar picture. And this was me, like, blowing glitter, you guys. Like, this was a very unique experience that I did for, like, college graduation. Yeah. And then, like, not that long after, she was wearing, like, a very similar outfit that I wore. Same kind of picture with, like, a super similar quote. And, (laughs) like... It was so manipulative. Right. Because Yeah, and like because someone's trying to be like you and attach to you right. and they're so willing to abandon themselves. To be like you. To be like you. Like right. that is not a green light. No. <laughs> not a green light. No, not at all. <laughs> and it's okay to enjoy my style and like similar things. But yeah. or learn from me. Right. But my style, everything I do, my art. All of it comes from the deepest point of myself. It comes from when I lean on me the most is when I do my best work. And so, yes, you like the way I do this, this, and this, because I'm honoring my highest self and the best version of myself, and that's it. Well, and I think it's, like, out of alignment with you, and it makes you can feel it right away because one of your core values and mine is being authentic, right? Yeah. And so if your art is the way that you express yourself, you know that somebody else isn't expressing themselves the same exact way as you. So you're like, don't be like me. Right. Be you. 
Right. <laughs> Literally, they would get in. Oh gosh, I've had a friend that would get insecure. Right. Okay. I'm a jack of all trades, and I say that with, I get bored incredibly easy. So yes. I don't even really consider it a flex. It's something that's great, and I've made work for me. But keep in mind, as a child, being bored with everything, like I could not, like a whole year long of the same shit at school, did not work for me. College did not work for me because I'm learning about the same thing for months and months and months and it's like I just want to move on to other shit already and so as an adult I've learned to make that work for me right I've learned how to lean on myself and like okay I need to have other hobbies and so when I started really building up my hobbies like I play guitar I play ukulele I play the piano I paint I used to cut my brother's hair and that was like my side gig for a while (laughs) you know like it's just a baking right it's always something random um and this person would try to pick up these hobbies because they wanted to be closer to me. But the only way to get close to me is to be your best self. Because I don't want to sit in a room and talk with two versions of me. I already have the one me. I don't need a twin to talk about everything with. And I really wish um, people could see that. If you're your most authentic self, I think the conversation is so much more stimulating. Totally. Because we have different viewpoints, and we can discover things together. Well, and it goes back to the idea that we always talk about, and this is probably one of my last thoughts I have about this, <laughs> <laughs> but it goes back to what we talk about when you're in a relationship, right? And you always hear the term, like, 50-50. Yes. And it's like, no. No. It should be 100. Yes. 100. Right. Because your you and your whole and I'm me and I'm whole and then we come together right but we're not becoming each other we're not one person no now that we're because we weren't so we're not half of a person (laughs) the only time you become one is when you're having sex for real and I think if you honor that it makes one makes the sex so much mom do not listen to this makes it it makes the sex way better yeah um, but it also, it's another boundary because totally. that's like, that's like sex really is something so intimate. So intimate. And so if you just take time away from that person and you aren't up their ass 24 hours a day, then whenever you are together, it is so much more special and precious. It's so beautiful. And you can feel fulfilled and they can feel, feel fulfilled as well because fulfillment the only person that can come from is yourself. Unconditional yes. love, the only person that can come from is yourself. Yep. Because if you show other people unconditional love, they are going to fuck up. People always fuck up. It's life. We always have to grow. But giving them unconditional love, it's selfish. Because that's not going to give them room to grow. No. And, let, and that's not setting a boundary with them. That's saying, no matter what you do to me, no matter what happens, I'm always going to love you. Yeah. Till death do us part. Right. Uh-uh. That's not choosing yourself, that's choosing a relationship. And sometimes we don't grow together, and sometimes, you know, other relationships come into our lives and we have to let people go, and that's okay. And sometimes, it's time to leave. Yeah, it's true. 